Welcome to another edition of Birds of a Feather. This is your girl AJ, the Suburban Princess, bidding goodbye, adieu. Don't come back for the eight months until you figure out where the freak it's going. The Eagles organization is a hot mess.com. And I, for one, know that after that podcast that Eddie and I did, where I clearly had the raps, um, I really decided that I wasn't going to really be upset about whether they went or lost because the game was kind of a joke from the door. But the fact that they decided to start with Jalen and Jalen got his own two touchdowns and then for some reason in the third quarter they still let him play and then they put in Nate Sudfeld who basically looked like Nate Sudfeld. Now the problem is he had been inactive all year so I don't think it would have made a difference if this game hadn't meant something for the Giants to get in and for the Washington team to get in if they won. I don't care that they lost. I think there there was a whole bunch of hubbub because of the way like every game this year has been managed. There's always been these moments of complete, I don't know, lack of thinking. And I just think there was a moment where if Doug really wanted to tank or really didn't care about this game, he would have just started Nate Sudfeld and let him suffer through the whole game and only used Jalen as a emergency quarterback in case Nate is totally swimming. Since Carson didn't even dress, that was pretty much obvious that whatever rumors that are out there that have been floating that Carson wants out and Carson, Carson this, Carson that, yet there have been zero quotes from the actual source, I've decided that every time there is a supposed blow up of a roster, all these rumors that leak out seem to follow Carson wherever he goes. I feel like once he wasn't dressed up, it was pretty much a sign to say, don't bother, why risk getting hurt now? pretty much the season's over. So if that was the case, the question that remains and as to why there's so much hostility towards the Eagles after that game and so much Twitter activity, even from people who weren't even affiliated with the organization, seemed to be because Doug either decided mid-game to not win it and put Sudfeld in, or he decided he'd seen enough of Jalen and decided you got two touchdowns, we're done. I was more mad that they didn't just come back from halftime you know, with Nate and just finish the rest of the game that way. I didn't care when they put him in. I just figured it didn't make sense to keep running Jalen to death, especially if he had an all right game, but you know, he got two touchdowns. So I figured that was enough. Now everybody else seemed to have a problem with it because they looked at it like, you're not trying to let the Giants win, but you also aren't trying to lose on purpose. There is no tanking per se in NFL, but pretty much if you are a bad team from the beginning to the end, you pretty much are tanking without even trying. Now, all the aftermath of this game is hilarious to me because we knew from the door one this game didn't mean anything to us. No matter what we do, I mean, what they did, whether they won or they lost, somebody was going to get in the playoffs other than us, other than the Eagles, excuse me. But at this point, as a fan, you have to be disgusted with the fact that overall, it's sad that this organization has been nothing but a laughingstock since, I don't know, third or fourth game. And it's a shame that Carson has once again become the butt of everybody's jokes, and he has yet to even say anything. Now, mind you, I understand some of the writers being upset, the reporters today after the morning, you know, after, and knowing the fact that all these you know, random coaches like, well, the obvious coaches like Adam Gase was fired. Uh, Doug Marone from the Jags was fired. And Anthony Lynn, I knew kind of was going to get fired, but I, I, for some reason, I thought they might stick it out because the rookie quarterback was so impressive. But 
you know what? Everybody here seems to be taking jobs and losing jobs left and right. But yet Doug and Howie sit on their pathetic little butts and spit all the stupid stuff that they normally say at the end of the year that they know to say, even though it doesn't make any sense. It is clearly and it's clearly evident that this front office is totally unhinged and disjointed. Nothing since even the end of last season to me makes sense when it comes to Doug and when it comes to Howie. I feel like both of them say what they want to say, but they're both not on the same page. I felt like since day one that if they weren't really sure of Carson the minute they drafted Jalen, they should have let Carson run out his rookie contract. Because if they felt like he was liable to get hurt again, I would just explain to him like, we could extend you, but here's the thing. We have a little fear about your physically getting hurt. So we would like to draft a quarterback to back you up just in case you go down again. I personally am one of these fans that I already saw the writing on the wall the minute that that draft. And I still am one of these people who are screaming conspiracy. You know, I still feel like they set him up to fail. I know that's ridiculous to most of the Twitter first, but the reality is it does feel like he was set up to fail this year. Now, mind you, He decided to tank that whole season himself by playing so bad and not being on the same page. I don't know if that is because he really thinks that he knew the team and he really didn't, or if he really thought he could just kind of improvise when there were plays that he didn't like that Doug drew up. To me, I think even a little hint of that with Jalen is starting to happen. I felt like I heard kill, kill, kill more last night with Jalen than I had with Carson all year. And I feel like there's still a lack of trust even with Doug and the play calling. And I don't know if that's a fact, but there's just something instinctually that's telling me that both quarterbacks seem to have moments of, you know, hesitancy when it comes to Doug thinking on his feet. Um, I don't know what happened between now and that last Giants game where the Eagles pretty much ran the offense flawlessly. Um, I don't know what happened to the team that successfully, you know, played against the Saints at home and shockingly made the Saints look like they totally mailed it in. Um, I don't know what that team that defeated the the 49ers back early in the season. And, you know, I just, I don't understand how this team can go in and out and not be consistent and not know each other by, at least by this time of the year. You know, I would be happy had they just ended the season 6-10-1. But to me, the minute they got that stupid tie with the Bengals, that should have told everybody how this season was going to, you know, shake out. It was just going to be unpredictable. And it was going to be pretty much a a crapshoot. And yet now most people still want to talk about how angry the Giants are that tweeted that they didn't understand why the Eagles weren't trying to just throw the game or weren't trying to win the game, you know? And I think at the end of the day, it basically explains to the world that this team does not deserve to be on primetime television for a while. Now, mind you, because of all the leagues and because of the demand in each division, they're going to obviously play primetime games, but they're just not going to be in that much of demand like they used to be and I'm fine with that because right now this team plays like a one o'clock p.m. team like this is a team you want to hurry up and get it out the way or hope that it gets blacked out which will never happen because fans always go to these these games if they could even in COVID I'm, I'm sure there's still season ticket holders who refuse to turn their tickets in because they'll go no matter what because they want to be able to boo the team if they suck mind you it would just be too much like right if we all decided to just boycott the whole organization you know and just if every season ticket holder really said screw this I'm not I'm not risking my life getting COVID for a team that wants to set up 
you know, the quarterback to fail, or if they just give us a false product every year and expect us to root it, root for it and support it when they clearly don't even know what the hell they want to do from week to week. I mean, if there wasn't more obvious signs that this team was pretty much on two different planes by the end of the year, now you see the footage um, possibly stalked by a reporter, whether it be John Clark or whoever, of Kelsey, Ertz, Carson, and the security detail um, hanging out after the game and looking like they're having a nice little powwow. And obviously the footage of of Ertz just sitting there even by himself in his uniform with no one around, just the cleaning crew, and him staring out into the field as if he's trying to take it all in. And even when he got up, I think that the more that somebody zoned in on him, they kind of just showed that his despondency on basically the fact that he may or may not be an eagle, the fact that he already kind of knows that he probably hasn't been offered anything other than what they were willing to part with because of his age, because of where he is as a tight end, and the fact that they know that this roster can't afford to hold on to any more vets. Um, You make the most of the situation. Unfortunately, I still don't even think Zach had a decent game last night, but maybe in his heart of hearts, he knows that it's just not the same anymore, you know? And there's a point where the tide changes and there's a whole shift that you kind of have to just roll with, even if you don't agree with it. I think that seeing Zach get so emotional today showed me that one, he's definitely a sentimental guy, but I think he also is frustrated because he knows probably no matter what he tried to ha- tried to do this year, even the majority of the year he was hurt, it wouldn't have made a difference because him him and Carson really weren't on the same page this year either. And I don't know if that's because Carson himself got um, thrown off because of all the different opinions and coaching uh, suggestions, I guess, in his ear. But he clearly was not on his A game this year, and therefore Ertz wasn't. Ertz wasn't even really a factor this year at all. And I think knowing that, it could be also the reason why, you know, them getting videotaped, hanging out, talking, maybe was a was a last minute reminder of how hurtful it is when you're kind of on the uh, outside looking in. And there's nothing worse than as a fan seeing a vulnerable moment with your team. Because normally none of this stuff usually leaks out. Nobody's ever filming anybody. You know, everyone usually just hangs it up and calls it a night until the next morning. But knowing that obviously Zach looking as tired as he did in his presser and on top of the fact he was emotional, I'm like, this is the second time I've seen him cry in front of the press and not even like on purpose, but just out of frustration. That Dallas game, that was a horrendous loss. Um, he was really, really upset. And, um, and then now, and you kind of wonder if he's also at this point in his life where he's, he wasn't maybe looking forward to the change. Maybe he really did assume that he was going to retire an Eagle, you know? Um, I'm sure DJack did too at some point, but I think he even knew himself like the minute that whole controversy of him not deciding to get a surgery earlier last year might have sealed his fate for trying to get um, a lengthier contract with the, with the team just to retire as an Eagle. I personally think he should retire as an Eagle, but there's no way, as much as they contradicted themselves as a front office, that they're going to go back on their word and bring Deshaun back. Of all the people not to bring back, I seriously doubt Deshaun will come back. As much as I would love him to, because I feel like seeing him get that touchdown in the Dallas game this year and uh, also seeing Slay get a pick finally in the Dallas game. It was like kind of 
I don't know. I mean, better late than never, but then kind of like, well, you two both were mostly hurt most of the season, even though Slay played through his injuries. Um, Deshaun really has an issue with keeping up his strength in between getting hurt. And I don't know if also too the times that he did play, I know that someone said he was still, uh, Mike, I think Miss Anelli said that he was still in the game. He just didn't have any um, catches. But it's just the fact in general, like you never thought from the beginning of the game this year when they first used Deshaun as a running back and, and gave him like a couple t- touches right off the door. I mean, right off, right from the door, you kind of just assumed he was going to be a major factor. Um, I didn't even think about Alshon until they finally threw him on the field. And then when he did, he didn't really make a big impact until they had the change of quarterback. And you just wonder to feed those stupid rumors that, you know, he hated Carson and all this crap and you know, knowing that he got as many touches as he did when Jalen took over as he has or used to have with uh, Carson. I don't know. It's just frustrating because as a fan, you just know that this means basically we're going to have the same crap, different people. Um, Maybe a lot of even like veteran veterans will really be gone. You know, I wonder if Fletch and Lane and Brandon are all going to be on the bubble just because um, of the salary cap issue, you know? You know, will they decide to renegotiate Fletcher's contract? Will they decide to let go of Brandon because of all his injuries? Will they decide to let go of Lane? You know, maybe they're tired of him not being honest about his injuries or even being too forthright with his injuries and therefore putting him in a situation where he's not, they can't trust him to stay in a game. And when you get to those points, it's like you better have a better replacement for him because none of these vets, um, have left any reason for the Eagles to not keep them. But at this rate, you don't know what the hell Howie's going to end up doing if he still has a job. And I'm hoping that tomorrow, I'm praying that tomorrow might shake some breaking news, you know, that last minute Lori decided, you know, I'm not going to follow the league this time. I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't want to keep them. Or I shouldn't even word it that way. I should say, He would shock the world, especially in Philly, if he decided to go against his traditional go along to get along and decide to release both of them. Now that would be the exciting news of the year as far as the Eagles, because to me, it's a sign that Lori would want to go outside the box again, and he'd be willing to try anything to make it stick, even get rid of his friends. And if that's the case, then Dougie will have to work on his, uh, I guess, coherent skills (laughs) to impress another uh, team to hire him and convince that he is worthy of um, a coaching job other than the Super Bowl. Um, I think it would be very hard for someone to want to trust someone like Howie. I don't think these guys honestly have that much... uh, going for them as far as going to another organization because they've been pretty much shipped from one coddled environment to another and how he's never moved so I don't think he would know how to approach another team as a GM now they just announced today too that the Denver Broncos are looking for a new GM and you know Elway is not exactly um harboring that title anymore because obviously he has not brought in decent enough quarterbacks that last um you know, I know how he's not going to go there, but just as soon as they said a GM slot was available, I was like, oh my God, I just want Howie to leave. I feel like he's the main reason why they can't figure it out, but maybe that's why Lori isn't firing him because he wants him to undo it before he decides to change gears. 
because he's probably thinking I don't know who else who could undo it you know you figure it out just like you started it but Doug I just don't see any reason to keep him longer than another year you know if they do keep Jalen and and Carson does decide to be traded I really do think that this should be Doug's like really last grandstand because if he still can't make it work with Jalen then you know it wasn't just Carson I already feel like it, it you know that's pretty obvious to me anyway I'm with Miss Nelly in the sense that Doug cannot think on his feet Doug does not know situational football and he sticks to what he thinks works but it doesn't always work and he can't switch it up by the time he gets a clue the game is almost over and it's and it's pointless so I just feel like we're going to have years of redundant blandness with maybe some interesting new faces but not worthy of getting excited about because they won't be probably uh, championship worthy for another couple seasons and that's just excruciating and you know in this time of pandemic where you you really need a quick fix where all the sports calendars have pretty much been shot to hell and everything basically is up against everything else um you just felt like the eagles were the one solace that you could kind of bathe in for one more year you know before everything totally gets blown up but it looks like it might be sooner than later due to the salary cap requirements so whether or not the eagles you know do let you know Wentz seek a trade regardless of what's not being said and what's trying to be told to us fans that's being said the point is it's not good and if Carson didn't even dress you know during this game last night whether or not it's the last game or not to me it just shows you that at this point why play the charade you know (laughs) if you already have moved past the kid you know because of his lack of progress this year even though you've had several obstacles going against him as much as he tried then so be it clean break you know it doesn't have to be dramatic and just be like I accept that the change came faster than I was ready but you know my job as an adult and as a quarterback is to adjust to it and just hope that I can do better somewhere else and that's all I would want I would just want the kid to excel no matter where he goes because I don't personally have a gripe against him other than you know the typical fan stuff we had issues with this year with Carson but I don't think he's incapable of becoming better I really don't I just think that you know some people like they say a change of scenery might do you good so just to end this on a more than positive note I, I refuse to even give in to all the the Twitter crap about the Giants being upset and all this other crap I just think it's really sad that the division relies on uh, another team who has less wins than they do to save them and get them to the next round I even hate it when it comes to the Eagles every year when they have to decide you know if Dallas wins then we get this and it, I hate that whole scenario because you know that's what kind of year it is when you have to rely on the other team in your division to help you get in you know it's over when that starts happening so the Giants should be more mad at themselves that they put themselves in a situation where they relied on the Eagles to do anything for them so at this point I'm glad the Sixers started looks like they did back-to-back wins against Charlotte so that's great things seem to be working out with Doc um once again they've made themselves uh a good escape while the Eagles kind of become this dumpster fire of a, of a postseason and I'm sure they'll mesh you know pads as we go along because you know there's nothing more dramatic than the offseason with the Eagles since the Super Bowl happened so um even though the Sixers will be a nice distraction 
I know every time there's going to be breaking news and any and anything sports related, it's hopefully going to be about the Eagles. And hopefully it's going to mean that there's going to be some changes in the front office. But, you know, I'm not even going to keep my fingers crossed. I mean, pretty much if, if Howie and Doug spoke today, that pretty much means they're staying. Um, you still have to wait for Lori to do his annual end of the season address. But, you know, I'm not expecting any gold mines out of that. Just like I didn't expect anything out of Doug. So... All I'm going to say is I'm not going to be very excited about this new season coming. The 2021 is going to be about uh, reforming and recharging and renewing your mind. So, you know, as fans, you know, we never truly abandon anything this team does, which is exactly why the organization stays the same. Maybe they'll learn from the Sixers and from the Flyers that there's going to be a time where you can't you can't reinvent the wheel. You have to learn to let things go. So hopefully, here's to hoping change in the fourth day of the new year in 2021 will eventually rub off on the Eagles in the front office. Here's to hoping. Thanks for listening. It's AJ the Suburban Princess. Keep your heads up, fellas and ladies. And uh, cheer for the Sixers. Back-to-back wins. It's always good, especially for a Monday night. Take care. Talk to y'all soon.